I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to welcome you to yet another podcast where we'll be listening to words and teachings that will change your life forever. Before we go on, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We exalt you. We adore you. We proclaim that you are King, you are Lord, and you are God. There is none like you. There is none that compares to you. We give you praise and glory. Lord, as we hear your word today, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. Indeed, our lives will be transformed and will be changed. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, one of the best, should I say one of the best? No. The best thing that could ever happen to you, the very best thing that could happen to an individual is to have an encounter with God. That's the best thing that can happen to a man, a woman, having an encounter with God. Because that is guaranteed to change your life forever. Having an encounter with God. You know, just one word from God can change your life forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says, God created man in his image. And after his likeness. Now, you know, um, those that are into science, through science, they've been able to discover a lot of things. And, you know, going by science alone, if you're not careful, you might be tempted to think that, you know, this whole thing about God and all that is, is not real. Because in some animals, they found out that they have their DNA very close to human beings. For example, I think the uh, gorillas, their DNA is 95% close to that of humans. And many other monkeys like that, they find similarities between some animals and, and man, human beings in general. So when they bring their theory and tell you, oh, there was evolution and then man changed from this to that and this and that, it becomes easy for you to believe when you see those things, things like that. Hallelujah. But of a truth, if you read the Bible, 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. God said, Now, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. And that, that statement alone is revealing something. He says, Now, let us make man. He didn't say, Let us make, I think we should read the scripture, Genesis 1 26. Now watch this. He says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. He didn't say, Let us make a creature. And he'll be like this. He'll look like us. He would have this. He would have that. And then we will call him man. That's not what he said. He said, Let us make man in our image. After our likeness. Then he says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Hallelujah. He didn't say, let us make a creature. It's going to be like this. It's going to be like that. And then we're going to call this creature man. No. This guy already existed before. He said, we're going to create him again. But this time, he's going to be in our image and after our likeness. This is so important. Hallelujah. Because if you study, there are different kinds of primates. There are so many kinds of primates that even look like us. Some of them are very intelligent. Their DNA very similar, very close to man. So if you're looking in the flesh, there are many beings like that. Very close, very similar to man. Hallelujah. But God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. And this is where many people miss it. Because they are looking at the physical. When God was speaking, they think they're talking about the, the, the outward look. Many monkeys look like man. They look like human beings. If you look at some animals, they look like human beings. There is a lot of similarities. Hallelujah. But he said, now let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Firstly, you must understand that the one who is speaking is not a human being. The one who is speaking is not an animal. Praise the Lord. He is God. And the Bible says God is a spirit. Hallelujah. God is a spirit. So when he was talking about making man in his image and after his likeness, he wasn't talking about making him to look in a certain way. What he meant by that was, let us make man to look like us and function like us. Man is going to be a spirit being just like we are. Hallelujah. This is so important because this is where it changes everything. This is where everything changes. And the Bible says in verse 27, So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God did it, made man to look like him and function like him. Hallelujah. So if you want to know what God looks like, take a look at man. Do you know that even the angels were not created in the image and likeness of God? Hallelujah. Now the angels, they are spirit beings just like God, but they don't look like God. This is so important. 
only man is in that position to look like God and function like God. Not even Lucifer. You know, many times if you study the Bible, you would think that um, Lucifer actually wanted to... Uh, he, he, he wanted to overthrow God. Yes, that's what he wanted to do. But the Bible said, he said, I will be like the Most High. In other words, he wanted to assume a position that he was not given. Hallelujah. What he wanted to be like is what man or God made man naturally. Hallelujah. What he wanted, he wanted to have that position. Because you know the Bible says God has made us heirs. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Of course, we that are born again. Lucifer was not an heir of God. He was not a joint heir. So that was the position he wanted. But he couldn't get it. Rather, he was cast down. He was made an angel. He was made the highest angel. But he wanted more. He wanted a position of sonship. Hallelujah. And instead of getting that, he was kicked down. He was cast down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God made man in his image and after his likeness. In other words, man is a spirit. The difference between man and all the animals, all the animals, the difference is that man has a spirit. Man is a spirit rather. He is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is so important. Man is a spirit. So why does God permit us to eat animals, for example, and it is not murder? It's because animals don't have spirits. They are not spirit beings. They are just soul and body. So once you kill an animal and you eat, once the animal dies, it's over. It's, it doesn't go to heaven or hell. There is no hell for dogs or for cats. Once they die, it's over. Hallelujah. That's for the animals. But man, when he dies in this world, his body dies, but his soul does not die. It lives on. Hallelujah. It lives on. So the body dies here, but the soul continues to live. The spirit continues to live. And there have been many people who have had near-death experiences where they came out of their bodies. They came out of their bodies. They were certified dead medically, but they came out of their bodies and they had experiences before coming back in. Hallelujah. This will let you know that man is a spirit. Hallelujah. And now, of course, you know the story. I'm not even going to go into that today of how Satan deceived the woman. You know, he told her, did God say you should not eat? The woman said, oh, he said, we shouldn't eat. We shouldn't even touch. The day we eat of it, we will die. And then Satan, the serpent said to her, oh, God lied to you. He knows that the day you will eat this thing, you will be like the most high. That was a big deception. She was already like the most high. Do you know you've attained certain positions but you just need to grow into it? Hallelujah. A little child, for example, that is born a girl, from the day she was born, everything she needs to be a mother is already inside. All she needs is to develop. As she keeps developing, feeding and growing, eventually those features will be there. It's normal. It's already there. Hallelujah. 
the same way the things that they didn't know they were eventually going to know but the devil deceived her and said the day you eat of it you will be like God she was already like God and that was a big deception and she fell for that and she ate that thing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and everything changed man fell of course she gave to her husband to eat and man fell from his position hallelujah fell from his position from his authority and lucifer took over the adamic authority and began to reign with that hallelujah now he did for a while until jesus came and of course the bible says jesus defeated the devil he took the keys of hell and of death and defeated lucifer hallelujah and today anyone who believes in jesus hallelujah has attained that position and not just that position that position and more because right now jesus the one who is in christ is one with jesus hallelujah and it's a superior position to what adam had so god has made us one in him glory to god now this is very important because the moment you understand your position in christ when the revelation of who you are in christ dawns on you you will begin to reign the bible says they that have received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one christ jesus those have received abundance of grace hallelujah the grace to become a child of god a son of god a daughter of god those that have received that grace the bible says they will reign in life hallelujah now it's important to understand that nothing happens in the physical realm until it first happens in the realm of the spirit nothing happens in the physical realm except it happens in the realm of the spirit this is so important for you to understand because when you understand this you will know that you are in charge hallelujah glory to god you can make things happen if you read the book of ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says be ye therefore followers of god as dear children be followers of god another translation says that's the new english translation says therefore be imitators of god as dearly loved children be imitators of god god wants you to imitate him imitate him in what in creation the bible says god calleth those things which be not as though they were hallelujah those things he what does it mean to create hallelujah there are two you know the bible says god created man and he formed man hallelujah there's difference between the two the creation of man and the formation of man that there's a difference the creation of man to create is to bring something from nothing into something hallelujah and then the formation of man was when he he molded the dust you know the dust You know that dust you know when they say um dust to dust ashes to ashes you know that's talking about the flesh of man the human body came from the soil hallelujah the human body came from the soil but the spirit 
of man came from God. So when God created man was when he created him in himself, the spirit, out of nothing, God brought something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then, of course, he had the body formed from the dust, from clay. Hallelujah. Clay. And then he, the Bible says he breathed into man and he, man became a living soul. So when he breathed into man, the spirit, the man that was inside God, he passed that man into the body and Adam began to live. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now that is so important. God calls things that be not as though they were. He brings things into existence that did not exist before. Do you know that that same ability is in man? You, especially you that are a child of God, you can bring things into existence that did not exist. How? By doing the same things God did. The Bible says, Genesis chapter 1, Verse 3, the Spirit of God moved over the face of the deep. Hallelujah. What was he doing? He was brooding over the earth. Hallelujah. He was meditating. He was picturing what he was about to recreate. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And he began to speak. Now the truth is that, how long the Spirit of God did that, we are not told. How long that happened, we are not told. It could have been millions of years. Possible. We are not told. How long the Spirit of God moved over the face of the deep. We are not told how long. It could have been millions or maybe even billions of years. He took time to meditate. He knew everyone that will walk on the face of this earth. He knew everything you would go through before you were born. He knew what, who was going to conceive you. He knew at what time you'll be conceived. He knew everything before he said, let there be light. So the Bible says he created all things from the foundation. He said you, he chose you from the foundations of the earth. Before the foundations of the earth. He knew you were coming and he prepared for you. Hallelujah. So guess what? You on your own, you can begin to call things that be not as though they were. As a child of God. What is that thing that you want to attain? What is that position? What is that position you want to attain? Can you do it the way God did it? The first thing you must understand is find out what the will of God is. That's so important. There are some people who are coming out and saying, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be the, you're from, you're from, let's say you're from Spain. Say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be the queen of England, queen of Great Britain. I'm going to be the queen. I'm going to be the queen in the name of Jesus. Now, nothing is impossible because Joseph, you see Joseph, Joseph was in, was in Canaan, but God told him he was going to be royalty and eventually became the prime minister of Egypt. It's not impossible, but is that the will of God for you? The first thing before making declarations is that you must find out what God's will for you is. And the truth is that the will of God will come by revelation. So Joseph, I use as an example, for example, the Bible says that he had a dream and he saw that he, his brothers, you know, were bowing before him, he saw, and he knew. I tell people all the time, 
See, the dream that comes from God, it will come with its interpretation. The one that comes from God, you will understand somehow, you will know what it means. Especially in the New Testament. Hallelujah. You will know. When Joseph came out of that dream, he knew he was somebody special. He knew he was royal. He knew. And he began to tell his brothers, listen guys, one day you all bowed to me. I saw it in a vision. And of course the brothers didn't like it, but he saw what he saw. He was not the one who made himself have such a dream. It was a revelation given to him by God and he held on to it. Glory to God. And so, the position, what you're supposed to be, it will be revealed to you. It's possible it could be in a dream or a vision. And then there are also some circumstances that will happen in your life you just understand. There are, some, there are certain ways. I, I wrote something some time ago. Your star and your destiny, how to know your destiny. And I began to explain several ways in which you will know. Number one, it could come by revelation. And then number two, it could come by the word. For example, see, when you are serious in God, when you delve into the things of God, you will find that you are naturally attracted to a certain area. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you may need to do several things until you discover that thing, but you will find out that you are attracted to certain areas. For example, me, when I, when I read the Bible, those days, every time I see the power of God in manifestation, it gets my attention. Because God was going to use me in the healing and um, in the healing ministry in the future. When I was a kid, I used to wonder because I was a church we used to attend those days. I used to wonder, I said, we, we, we read, we're told that Jesus healed the sick. He opened blind eyes, he caused the lame to walk and he did all those things. And I began to ask, say, why are we not seeing these miracles now? That's what I was asking as a child. And then in the church, the local church I was attending that time, the pastor's son died. The boy accidentally drank something he wasn't supposed to drink. And the boy died. I was probably six or seven years old. This happened. Mm -hmm. So I was six plus. Yes. I was six plus. I remember vividly. It happened December 10th. <laughs> it's amazing how I can remember this, but... December 10th, 1988. That's when this thing, what I'm saying now happened. And the pastor's son died. And then, you know, people gathered around in the house. And they were praying and praying and praying and praying for the boy to come back to life. And the boy didn't come back to life. I was six plus. Like I said, hey, but in my mind, I was wondering. I said, why didn't that child come back to life? I mean, this is the pastor's son. Why didn't he come back to life? And at that, in that age, I started asking that question. If Jesus is real, as he said, why are we not seeing the miracles that we saw in the Bible? I began to ask that question at the age of six. I started asking that question. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That was my interest. I'm sure that kids didn't mind. That kids were not thinking. Me to tell you, I'm telling you the date to let you know how do I remember the date because that day it was we had an we had a it was like end of year school party in my school then and then um, I won an award as the best uh, the best student for my class and they gave me an exercise book I won't forget in my life 
I got a one an exercise book as the prize for being the best student in my class. So that day was December 10th, 1988. So on getting back, it was a small gated community. So like everybody knew everybody around the area. So the pastor's son died. And you know, everybody, people went there. Everybody was praying. They were praying, commanding the child to come back to life. And he didn't come back to life. And eventually they went to bury this child. And as at that tender age of six years plus, I began to ask, I began to ask, where are the miracles that they told us about? Why are we not seeing it? Hallelujah. I'll never forget. Probably it was 1994 or so when I saw on TV, somehow TV, and a man of God was ministering. And I looked, it was Benny Hinn. And people were coming out and testifying how they were sick and they got healed, the miracles that were happening. I, I was overjoyed. My question, the question I'd been I'd asked since I was six years old, that question was answered. Oh, so Jesus is still doing miracles today. I was so excited. Now, that was my interest. Why was I so interested? Because there was something in me. Hallelujah. The Bible says, deep calleth unto deep. There was something in me. Remember the Bible says about John the Baptist. The moment Mary came inside the house, the Bible says, uh, Elizabeth was telling her, I said, the baby inside of me leaped for joy when she heard your, when I heard your voice. Why? There was something inside of her that connected to something inside of Mary. It's something that is spiritual. It connects. When you get to that thing that you're supposed to do, there will be a connection. You will just know. There will be, there's an attraction. You will just know. Hallelujah. And when you are doing that thing that you love to do, that thing that you ought to do, you, 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 you won't struggle. And I've used an example before like a, a monkey and a fish. If you try to put a monkey into water, depending, there are some monkeys that can swim. But if you try to put a monkey into water to swim, the monkey will struggle because that's not its area. But take that monkey, put the monkey on a tree, you will see the monkey scaling the tree, jumping from branch to branch because that's its place. But if you take the fish and put on the tree, once it moves a little, it's going to fall down from the tree. That's not its area of specialty. But take that fish, put the fish in the water, and you'll be amazed at what you see. Hallelujah. The dolphins will begin to somersault. They will begin to flip and do all kinds of things when they're in the water. Put them on the tree and see if they can do the same thing. No, they can't. Hallelujah. So there will be that attraction. Once you discover that thing that you are supposed to do, take time to find it out. Hallelujah. People just go and begin to make decrees and decrees and they don't get what they, they say and then they get confused. Take time and find out to know the will of God concerning your life, concerning the direction in which you're supposed to go. Find out. And then when you found out, then you begin to make decrees. You begin to send words ahead of you. You begin to send words. Glory to God. You send words ahead to prepare the place before you come. Hey, I said something before. I said where your mind goes, it's only a matter of time you will get there. Hallelujah. See, these are principles from the realm of the spirit that cannot be stopped. It's impossible for them to be stopped. You, you, they can't be stopped. No government can stop you. 
No nation, no force can stop you. It is stronger than this life. Once you have discovered that thing, like God, you begin to clear the path with your words. Hallelujah. You begin to clear your path with your words. You begin to speak. Like me, when I declare, I say, Father, I thank you because the gates of the nations are open unto me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I speak like that, I declare, I say, no nation can shut his doors against me in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak like that. I talk like that. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm moving. I, I, I will shake this world. I'll move this world for the glory of God. I declare. I say this thing. See, when you are declaring these things, there may not be, like, there may not be any possibility at the time. But guess what? The Bible says God collect those things which be not as though they were. He's speaking things into existence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Before now, I used to declare and say, I will, I will shake the world. I will minister to people all over the world in the name of Jesus. And I will declare the continents in America, in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, in the name of Jesus. I will be saying these things. Sometimes I'm praying and I'm, I have the world in my eyes and I'm calling the nations and I'm speaking and declaring. As at that time, there was nothing like Facebook Live. In fact, we didn't even know that there would be something like that. Hallelujah. But God already knew as we were speaking, it was going in the air, going ahead, clearing the path. Today, when I do live videos, people watch me from Africa, people watch me from Asia, people watch me from Europe, from America, all over the world. It's already happening. And not just that, we have traveled. I've ministered in America, I've ministered in Europe, I've ministered in Africa. Hallelujah. There are people who, who are connected in, from Asia and all over the world, really. It's already working, but this is the beginning. Now, when you speak and you get to that, um, get to a, a setting stage, don't stop. Don't continue talking. This is the mistake that some people make. The book of Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. I want us to see something interesting here. Now, you know the story of the valley of the dry bone, but I'm going to read it to you and show you some things. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and did behold and there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, thou knowest. Now this guy, the prophet Ezekiel was carried in a vision and showed a valley full of dry bones. And not just that they were dry, the Bible says they were very dry. And God asked him, say, hey, check this out. Can, do you think these bones can live? Imagine the one who is the creator, the one who can do all things is asking you, is this possible? When God begins to ask if it's possible, then that's, that's something serious. And his response, he said, and I answered, Oh Lord God, thou knowest. You know. And that was somebody, uh, I think it was a man of God who was explaining this. He said that was a very smart answer. He didn't say, because it, this thing looked impossible. 
but he knows that God can do all things. But this one looks very impossible. So he said, well, the answer is, Lord, you know. <laughs> you know if it can come or it can't come. You know. And then verse 4, again he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I told you before, I said this is prophecy. Speaking the word of God with power. You are speaking life into a dead situation. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God told him this is what you should say. And he said those things to the bones as he was commanded. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, if you look at what he was told to say, he said, I'm going to place sinews upon you and cover you with skin and put breath into you and you shall live. Praise God. But now see, and as I, as I prophesied, there was a noise. After he prophesied, suddenly something began to shake. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Hallelujah. Guess what? As he prophesied, suddenly something began to happen. And the sinews came together, bones came together, the sinews, and then there was flesh upon them. But guess what? There was no breath. They were still lifeless. And he stopped prophesying. He was looking in amazement. To him, that was already a big miracle, but it was not over. Hallelujah. You should continue to speak until you see the thing that God said. God said, not only will I put flesh and sinews and all that stuff, I will put breath in them and they will live. So you have seen the flesh, you've seen the sinews, you've seen the skin come upon them, but you've not seen the breath. Continue speaking. Continue declaring. The guy stopped and was watching in amazement. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon this plain, that they may live. Say, no, don't stop prophesying. Prophesy. Speak to the winds. Command breath to come upon them. Don't stop prophesying. Keep prophesying. Keep declaring until you see what I told you you will see. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, So I prophesied as he commanded and the breath came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The key is keep saying it until they leave. If you, if you, if you look carefully, you would understand an amazing thing here. The first thing God gave to him was a picture. He said, do you think this thing can live? So the first thing he was looking at, life and death. Ah, man, doesn't look like this is possible. Doesn't look like this can live. Now God said, listen, not only are they going to live, I'm going to cause flesh. What's he doing? He's giving him a picture. 
So he's picturing the bones come together. I'll cause the bones to come together. I'll cause the uh, sinews to come upon them. I'll cause skin. So he's picturing God is giving him layers. He's giving him visions. As he's telling him, when he tells him sinews, he can imagine those muscles and all that stuff. And then he tells him, I'll bring skin. He can imagine skin upon them. I'll bring flesh. I'll put skin upon them. He's, he's showing him a picture. Then he says, I'll cause breath and they will live. So he's seen a living being. He's no longer seen dry bones. He's seen living beings. That's the first thing God did. He gave him a picture by those things he said. Then the next thing he did was begin to speak. Speak to these things. Speak. Hallelujah. Speak. And he began to speak. And guess what? The Bible says there was a noise. Some people stop after hearing the noise. And that's a problem. That's what their problem is. They stop after there's a noise. They stop. No, don't stop. Keep prophesying until you see what God said. Don't stop. Don't settle for less. Keep declaring until you see what God said. Hallelujah. I prophesied as I was commanded and he spoke and he declared. And he was a bit distracted. He stopped and he was seeing the noise. He heard the noise and he saw the things happen and he stopped. He said, God said, no, don't stop. Keep prophesying. Command the winds. Come into them. Declare. What is that dead situation in your life? What is that area in your life where it looks like it's dead? It looks like impossible. Just the way God asked the prophet Ezekiel, God is asking you, can these bones live? Hallelujah. Remember, you are like your heavenly father. Hallelujah. You are like your heavenly father, created in his image and after his likeness. Hallelujah. Can these bones live? Maybe in your marriage, maybe your children, maybe that area of your life. I told you, I said, the first thing you want to find out is the will of God right don't just there are people who are just declaring anything they're just declaring i declare in the name of jesus i'll have 60 billion dollars in my account don't worry when you get to heaven you, you see that it's not like it's not possible but is that the will of god for you praise god because i've explained before that the works of god are by the agency of the holy spirit you can't just do anything you want to do no you only you are able to do what god wants you to do hallelujah Glory to God according to the will of God. So important that you get that. Hallelujah. So you don't just start speaking like a child. Have you seen those children when they are, their, their parents are going to die? When you come back, buy an aeroplane for me. They're not playing. They're not telling you about the toy. They're telling you about a big plane. I remember when we were kids, we used to do that. Buy this. When you're coming back, buy an aeroplane. All the father would say is, okay, but you ain't get nothing. <laughs> Which plane? <laughs> Buy an airplane, buy a train for me. He's not telling you to buy a toy train. He's telling you to buy the real one. That definitely is not going to happen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, according to you, first you discover, you know the will, the direction of God for your life. Then you begin to speak. You begin to speak. Begin to declare. Listen, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Keep saying it until you see it. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Abraham, being not weak in faith, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. First, remember, there was a promise. The promise of God. So he knew the will of God was for him to have a son through his wife, Sarah. That was the will of God. First, that is so important. 
At the point, he was like, okay, let me just have his child. Like he went on to have a child, Ishmael, and said, okay, God bless Ishmael. God said, no. My will, I could bless Ishmael, and I will bless Ishmael, but my will for you is that you have a son through your wife, Sarah. And so the Bible says one day God took Abraham out and showed him the stars and asked him to count. When he was counting, God told him, says, so shall thy seed be. The Bible says Abraham believed. That, one, that was when he grasped, like it dawned on him. And there was a revolution. There was a change. Abraham began to declare, my God. He began to speak. The Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What does that mean? Every day he was glorifying God for his child, his son that was coming. He was glorifying God. He was thanking God. I tell people in church all the time, tell your neighbor, say, treat me well because uh, God, I'm going to be so, so, so great. You better take care of me now. You better be nice to me now. Look at me very well. I, I tell them all that. Why am I saying that? I'm telling you to, to get a picture of where God is taking you to because you're going to be very great. It's the same way. Hallelujah. The Bible says he didn't stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was glorifying God for the child that was coming. One big step of faith that Abraham took was when he changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. Hallelujah. It didn't make sense. Abraham mean assumed father. He changed that name to Abraham, father of many nations. Hallelujah. And I can imagine the people around. One day he comes out and says, nobody should call me Abraham anymore. From now, my name is father of many nations. People will look at him as, is this man crazy? Maybe this is childlessness. Childlessness is, is, is affecting him mentally. But he said, no, this is the name you should call me from now. It, that too was a step of faith. My question is, what are you asking people to call you? What do people call you? What is your name? What is your name? Hallelujah. I tell people all the time, I'm rich, I'm powerful, I'm influential. This is who I am. Glory to God. This is who I am. Jesus lives in me. So what is my name? I'm the one who Jesus lives in. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I talk like that. This is how you talk. Oh, I'm special. It's only a matter of time. You will know. It's only a matter of time. When you talk like this, guess what? You are giving glory to God because you are speaking the same thing with God. That's what it means. When you are speaking in the Greek, it's called homologia. You are confessing the same thing as with God. When you are doing this, when you are agreeing with what God has said, that's, that's homologia. That's what Abraham did. When the Bible says he was giving glory to God, he was declaring the same thing that God has said concerning his life. Hallelujah. And it's only a matter of time. Eventually, it happened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And as it happened for Abraham, it will surely happen for you. Praise the Lord. Especially that you are born again and you are a child of God. Hallelujah. And you are doing what you are doing based on the knowledge of God's will for your life. Hallelujah. Very, very, very important. You're doing this based on the knowledge of God's will. Hallelujah. I want to read one scripture left to emphasize that. About Ephesians chapter 1. And I'll read verse, verse 16. It says, 
I cease uh, not to give thanks. You know, he was saying that he was praying for them. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 17, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18 is where I'm going. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Know what the hope of his calling. What is God calling you into? Very important. It's different for every individual. That's why you are supposed to pray. If it was something that was general for everybody, you don't need to pray about it. Hallelujah. He didn't need to pray about that one. But everyone, there is something specific. There is the hope of the calling. The will of God for every individual. So that's what you want to find out. That's what you want to know. That's what you want to discover. Hallelujah. Just like David. Before David went for any war, he would always go and consult God. Should I go? Should I fight? Do you know there are some battles you don't need to get yourself involved in? It's not every battle that is your battle. Hallelujah. So David, before he went for any battle, he would consult God and find out, should I go? If God says go, you will overtake. That's when he goes. If God doesn't say go, he's not going. That was it about David. He was wise. And that's a thing that the children of God need to do. They need to understand, know the will of God. Very important. Then after you have known the will of God, then you begin to use your mouth. Use your mouth. Hallelujah. The Bible says the sword of the spirit is the word of God. That word in your mouth. With, with the word in your mouth, you can clear your path. You can clear your 10 years from now. You can clear your 20 years from now. And as you are speaking this, because the truth is that as long as you are declaring this thing, you cannot die until it is fulfilled. You know, many people don't know this, but this is amazing. Moses, oh, God told Moses that he was going to use him to take the children of Israel into the promised land. He was going to get into the promised land. And then one day, you know, Moses got angry and, you know, he struck the rock two times and water came out and God said, okay, go and climb the mountain. Look, this is the promised land. He saw the place and everything. God said, it's time to die. Moses said, but I want to enter the promised land. God said, oh, you have to. Moses said, I, I want to enter that place. And God said, all right, all right, all right. The Bible says Moses died. But if you read in the book of Deuteronomy, after he died, the Bible says God buried him. This is interesting because we never saw God burying anybody in the entire Bible. But the Bible says God buried him. And that's why I tell people all the time, when you're studying scripture, you look beyond the surface. Hallelujah. And then years later in the book of Matthew 17, we see Jesus being transfigured and we see Moses appearing with Elijah. The Bible didn't say it was an angel that looked like Moses. The Bible said it was Moses and Elijah. Now, how come Moses died? The Bible says Elijah didn't experience death. He was carried up to heaven. So how come Moses and Elijah appearing? What happened? Did he go and call him from Hades or what, what exactly happened? Now, the truth is, if you read in the book of Jude chapter 1, somewhere around verse 12, in the book of Jude, Jude has only one chapter you will discover 
The Bible says that there was a contention for the body of Moses between Lucifer and the angel Michael. And Michael defeated Lucifer and took the body of Moses. What does that tell you? Moses didn't experience death as soon. Every human being does. And so just the way Elijah was carried, that's how the body of Moses was carried up to God. And that's why Moses and Elijah came because they were in the same place. Now, I believe the Bible is not very clear on this, but why did God not allow Moses? Why did God have to send Angel Michael to do something that had never been done in the history of the earth before? To take the body of Moses. Because Moses declared, I will enter that promised land. I have to enter. So guess what? The day of transfiguration, when he appeared on that mountain with Elijah, that day he set his feet on that, on the promised land as he had said to happen. Hallelujah. It took time, but it eventually still happened. Glory to God. It still happened. Hallelujah. Now there's, that's one way. There's another way in which the word of God is fulfilled. For example, the Bible says when Abraham met Melchizedek, the Bible says it was Levi in his loins that paid tithe. Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek, but the Bible says it was Levi in his loins. These things are by the Spirit and they can only be explained by the Spirit. There are some things that you are declaring today that you will accomplish and in your physical time, you may not even see it happen. But guess what? Your son will come and accomplish it. Your grandson will also accomplish it and it will be written against your name that you accomplished it. Hallelujah. It will be written for you. That's it. And of course it's you because these are people that came from your loins. It came from you so it's, it's, it's still the same as you. That's why we must not give up. God promised Abraham that you will make him father of many nations. But guess what? At the time of Abraham's death, of course, he said it was going to happen through Isaac. How many children? Abraham had Isaac at the age of 100. And Isaac got married when he was 40. So which time? Abraham was 140. And the Bible says Isaac's wife, Rebekah, was barren. Praise the Lord. And so guess what? She finally gave birth to Esau and Jacob when, she was, when uh, Isaac was 60 years old, 20 years after marriage. By which time Abraham was 160 years old. So God told him, I'll make you the father of many nations. But he only lived to see Isaac, Esau, and Jacob. Hallelujah. So the Bible says they, these people, they died in hope. They died in hope, knowing that God's word never fails. We that are here today, we know that God fulfilled his word. But when, by the time Abraham was dying, all he saw was three from him. Hallelujah. Of course, he had other children with a woman called Keturah. And he also had Ishmael. But God told him through Isaac. But then Isaac had only Esau and Jacob. But today, the word of God was fulfilled. And there is a nation today called Israel, named after Jacob, the grandson of Abraham. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word of God never fails. Hallelujah. And God expects you begin today to speak. Begin to declare. Begin to declare what God has told you about your life. Begin to speak it into existence. Begin to declare it. You may not see it immediately. You may not see it now. But as God lives, it will surely come to pass. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. One thing we know is that God's word always works. It always works. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know you've learned something. Hallelujah. And you know the word of God, the Bible says, don't be just a hearer of the word. Be a doer. From today, if there is sickness in your body, begin to speak to that sickness. They say you have cancer. Begin to speak to that thing. I cut you off in the name of Jesus. After you've declared, you may still feel that thing there. Keep speaking. Keep declaring. Keep speaking. Don't give up. Keep speaking. Until you will notice that thing will begin to get smaller and smaller until to be gone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's word never fails. As we put the word to work, we will surely come with testimonies. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. Because indeed, we know that you have created us in your image and after your likeness. Just as you call things that be not as though they were, you created things that did not exist. You brought them into existence. And you made us in your image and after your likeness. So we also can do the same thing. You said for us in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, to imitate you because we are your beloved children. So Lord God Almighty, just as you did and you called things into existence that didn't exist, Lord, we speak into our lives. We declare what we want to see. And as we declare it, we surely will see it according to your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we declare, we are moving forward and making progress. In the name of Jesus Christ, every barrier, every barricade over our lives blocking our way is open in the name of Jesus. Every closed door is open. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare we are unstoppable by the forces of this life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare no weapon formed against us will prosper. Every tongue that is raised against us in judgment is condemned. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare that we are connected to divine and heavenly supply. In the name of Jesus, we will never lack. We will not fail. We will not falter. In the name of Jesus, according to your word, we will lend to nations we will not borrow. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare because we know that this is consistent with your word. This is your will concerning our lives. And we know that we will see the manifestation of these things. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember every day, speak words. Declare words. As you continue speaking, just like Ezekiel, he continued speaking to the bones until he saw what God said will happen. You will see the manifestation of your words. God bless you. And I will come to you again with more teachings from the word of God that will inspire you and transform you until I come to you again. Keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.